0: Welcome to DesignCast. Jason Reagan will guide you through the MYP design course, like a pro. Stay tuned. Welcome back to DesignCast. This is episode number four, and I'm happy to be podcasting in after another really long break. I'm sorry. It's just been super busy, uh, and I hope that everyone has had a really good start to the year or finishing up a year if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. Today we'll be talking about a lot of things, but uh, we'll primarily focus on criterion C for the design cycle. In the next episode, I'll cover the last criteria in the design cycle and hope that this helps people listen to the parts they need um, and then use those to move forward and listen to those episodes as they're interested and in how they need clarification. So tonight, today, I'm super excited to have Kim Hogg, a special guest with us in the studio. Kim is a lifelong tinkerer and is currently uh, teaching MYP Language and Literature at Chadwick International in Incheon, South Korea. But most recently, before that, she was the MYP design teacher at Summersfield Academy in Bermuda. Welcome, Kim.
1: Thank you so much, Jason.
0: So, Kim, tell me a little bit about um, what you're currently doing with students and how that overlaps with design, um, the, the MYP design.
1: Well... You know, it's, I think it's one of the things that's really great about design is that uh, it does have so much opportunity for integration across the curriculum. Mm-hmm. When we think about those interdisciplinary units that the MYP requires, right. I think there's a lot of opportunity for um, to de- for design to get in there mm. regardless. So uh, right now with our grade 10 English class, which is our MYP 5 level, um, we are just finishing up a media studies unit. And in mm-hmm. that, we did a lot of exploration of different types of media uh, one of those being digital newspapers and another one being podcasting. Mm. So um, for the students' summative assignments, one of the opportunities or the options that they had was either t- was to produce something in one of those strains of media. And we had probably about 35% of the kids decided to do podcasting mm. of some sort. Mm. And um, they turned out really, really well. I was mm. so pleased with it. So that digital design opportunity, dealing with media – In a way that is authentic, that is connected with communities that they're involved Mm. with, being produced for um, the school community at large, giving them those parameters really allowed them to uh, get into it and um, produce some work that in some cases was really like near professional quality. Like it was really amazing.
0: Yeah, I've I've enjoyed listening to the students as they've been working on those and uh, coming and talking with me a little bit about some of those things too. It's been really, really exciting to see them get excited about doing this sort of thing and Mm. podcasting. And um, I know not everybody's going to be interested, but you're never going to please 100% of the people 100% of the time, right? You're you're
1: not, (laughs) but that's where the importance of a little bit of student voice and choice comes into these kinds of assignments.
0: Absolutely. Well, that sounds awesome. I love that you're, uh, you Using opportunities in your language and lit class to um, infuse design um, mm-hmm. criteria, strands, mm-hmm. or design principles, which is really awesome. And so I want to ask you a few questions about Criterion C. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking back to when you were in Bermuda working with uh, NYP design right. students there. Um, let me first just remind our listeners a bit about the design criteria. Um, basically, students are to plan and create a chosen solution and follow the plan to create a prototype sufficient for testing and evaluation. In order to reach these aims of design, students should be able to construct a logical plan which describes the eff- efficient use of time and resources sufficient to uh, for peers to be able to follow and create to create the solution. They also need to demonstrate excellent technical skills when making the solution, follow the plan to create the solution, which functions as intended, and then fully justify changes made to the design and plan when making the solution. I do want to mention that in the old guide, the most recent guide updated, there was a fifth strand here about creating – uh, presenting the, the the final product as a whole, mm-hmm. that's been folded into um, criterion C across those strands. So that's not uh, needed anymore. So if you're still using that one, please make sure that you switch to a different, <laughs> to the most current guide. Mm-hmm. So, Kim, tell me a little bit about how you go about um, meeting those strands with your students and the projects that
1: they do. Well, across the board, there's a planning and execution part. Is, is pretty critical. Mm. Um, when it comes to, and this is a really, the nice thing about C is it is kind of a step-by-step process. Mm. Mm. So getting them to understand where do I want to be and that mm. kind of backward planning that we talk about in education, mm. getting them to recognize that from project from a project management perspective, that they've got the same kind of challenges that we right. face. Right. Um, and so having them understand, like, this is the final product. This is how much it's time Like, to get through the last Mm. stage, I'm going to need this much time. And plan it backwards to when do I actually need to start making this thing. Right. Right? Right. Um, Without a whole lot of experience, I think the kids find that really difficult Mm -hmm. because they don't have a good sense of how long things actually take. Right. Um, I saw that in my podcasting unit Mm, with the kids. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so I try to... Um, scaffold out some of those deadlines mm. with our some of that planning with intermediary deadlines, especially sure. with the younger kids, NYP right. 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, definitely. Um, by the end of 3, they should really mm. start to have both familiarity with the skills that are required mm. and a sensitivity to some of the, the time. Mm. But um, one of the other benefits is they should also be becoming more fluent with the tools that they're using. Right, And so they should also be able to um, do more, or do mm. to a higher standard within sure. the same time block. Right, so. yeah,
0: absolutely. No, that sounds great. I like the idea that that um, analogy almost, or that that illustration of working backwards, mm-hmm. because that's what we have to do every day. In- and adult life right? Uh, with everything <laughs> that we do. So it's good that the students are getting exposure to that now. And um, I think that with any of the projects that we do, whether it's a podcast or it's 3D printing or mm-hmm. it's whatever, that whole idea of time is something students struggle with. Yes. Uh, they struggle with time management anyway. Mm-hmm. So then to try to develop a logical plan I found probably the hardest part mm-hmm. they can put the recipe together they just can't predict what the temperature should be right. and how how long it will take to do the different things exactly. and so um, definitely in watching the students with the podcasting unit for example and how many of them thought they were finished and then were back here for another two hours yeah. uh, working on things and so um, I do think that's something that we have to continue to develop in students and I think that um, yeah, that's that's one way to do it, you yeah. know. And it doesn't have to be a podcasting unit. It could literally be, you know, cardboard boats, or it could be a yep. whole number of things. But I think the number one complaint people have, uh, well, I say complaint, concern mm-hmm. uh, that teachers have have to do with that time management element that the students have. And I worry about some adults with time (laughs) management. So definitely we're, you know, students, I understand it's a skill they're going to have to continue to develop. So as the teacher, we have to build that time in. Like Mm -hmm. you said, you have um, intermittent uh, deadlines, maybe it's formative assessment opportunities, whatever it's called. Um, You want to set up those you know, stages Mm -hmm. throughout the project. Mm -hmm. So I have a couple of questions. Thank you, Kim, for sharing that. I have a couple of questions that have come up in workshops that I've led as well as um, in communication through uh, Twitter or through um, the Google Plus group or things like that. Um, And I want to ask you what you think on these. Um, Sure. So how do you um, look for technical skills? How do you see if a student's demonstrated technical skills?
1: Well, I think it's a variety of ways, and it's really going to depend mm. on um, what particular type of design you're doing. If you're doing food design, mm. it's going to require a different set of technical skills than if you're doing um, some kind of graphic design sure. or if you're doing product design. So I think what, that's one of those things that um, some lesson time needs to be given to as far as the development of those skills is concerned. Mm. Mm. Um we would probably talk about a lot of that maybe back in Criterion A to some extent, figuring out what they sure. are and working on the development of them. But it's sure. kind of um, like what does it look like at a professional mm. level mm-hmm. and then what's reasonable for a student at this stage in their development, sure. both physically and mentally. Mm. And so um, I think we have to be sensitive to the fact that depending on like the level of fine motor control <laughs> and mm-hmm. things like that sure. that are involved with certain aspects. Yeah, yeah. Um, these kids are growing. Yeah, there's an age appropriateness
0: yeah. there too. Right. right. Yeah.
1: So I think um, as far as measuring it goes, having some good exemplars of mm. what it looks like or what your expectations are can help yeah. you to both understand what your expectations are but also show the, the kids what your expectations sure. are. Sure, sure. Um, and then work around, like, what does the finished product look mm. like? The finished product is really going to be – um when it comes down to it the demonstration of technical skills because if you're doing mm. woodworking and your joints aren't tight
0: yeah yeah
1: well that's going to be evidence of you know your measuring's not right. correct or your sanding's not correct or whatever sure. it is right? right so um yeah i think understanding what finish mm. is like mm. that fine finish is on mm. something is going to be your 7 8 band of mm. of uh technical skills sure so um yeah, I think just looking at, like, what is what is expected as a professional mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or a craftsperson and then working your way right. backward from there to mm-hmm. figure out what's what's pr- what's possible and, mm-hmm. and what's reasonable within the, the scope of um, the course, I guess.
0: Yeah, so what I'm hearing you saying is like an, a really clear articulation mm-hmm. of what those skills should look like, mm-hmm. like a vertical articulation. Precisely, yes. Um And – and, and, you know, we could even draw that back to the approaches to learning skills, um, <laughs> some, some of those, because they really should be teased out of the actual subject criteria. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I mean, I think that's where it's really important to have people in design, especially who have real world experience, yes. who are teaching it, because then they know what it takes um, to be a web designer or to be a podcaster or mm-hmm. to be a woodworker, mm-hmm. And then they can work that backwards and say, OK. I had to learn by being able to plane a piece of wood. So students should be able to adjust the height of the, the plane mm-hmm. so they can you know, get a proper smooth surface, that kind of thing. So definitely I think articulating that out um, is super important. So I agree with exactly what you've said. And so great answer. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Ooh, the back. So um, how do you judge if peers can follow a plan? So, you know, what what kinds of things do you look for so that do you just give it to a peer and see if they could figure it out or what, what would you do?
1: There, there's definitely an opportunity for peer feedback on mm. this. I think that's a really great formative stage sure. to give it to a, a friend mm. or classmate and say, hey, could you do this? Yeah. Um, I think we got to be careful about, about leaving things unsaid sometimes mm. um, when and this is a thing that teachers can have to be careful about as well in our own instruction. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Like assuming that the kid knows something that they, that is something that comes out of experience right. for yourself. Right. Right. So who are those being directed towards mm-hmm. understanding that a peer is going to have this amount of background knowledge. We can assume these things. Right. Um, so what are the technical skills that are expected at this stage? Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to reflect what the planning. Right. Uh, level of detail is. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I, I I usually will sit down and look at it when I'm evaluating it and do I understand the plan? Right, like, right. Can I yeah. follow my way through the process? I think
0: that's the number one litmus test. There. Right? <laughs> so if you can follow it, absolutely. So okay.
1: it's – I think there's some degree of mm. um, of detail that's required but being sensitive to both – uh, background knowledge and mm. expectations for this is like an advanced level project. Right. You should be, I don't, shouldn't have to explain A, B, and C to mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. in this level of project, but maybe yeah. for um, a more beginner level, like a MYP2 mm. kind of level, there may need to be um, a more explicit direction on very low level skills mm. because that's where the students are at at this point in time.
0: Right. Yeah. I, you know, um I think one important thing is to remember the age appropriateness again. So if it's a year one student in MYP, mm-hmm. first off, hopefully your your unit is not very complex to start with. Right. Um, I, I I've been known to give them their plans to other students. Uh, mm-hmm. I've flipped the script sometimes on some let's say grade nine or grade ten students, and I've said, "Okay, you've put your plan together. Now switch with your neighbor. They're going to make your product," and. There's a panic that mm-hmm. ensues. There's mm-hmm. this either really weird, eerie silence or there's a complete chaos uh, because it says, you know, have you really done this plan correctly? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think if you can do that in a safe environment where failures are OK yep. um, and the students understand that if I can't do it, in fact, they're much harder on their peers probably than I would be. And so um, I find that's a fun one. So if you have time uh, and you want to do that and just for a day or two, let them see, can you make the product? Because I enforce to them that very often designers are not the fabricators of things. And so they need to be clear with their communication skills. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
1: totally. And I think having, um, again, exemplars of what things look like, like if it's product design, Mm. pull out some real product Mm. Um, design and manufacturing instructions, yeah. right? Some yeah, guys. yeah, absolutely. Or even like with a really young set of kids, pull out some Lego designs, mm-hmm. pull out something mm-hmm. from Ikea, pull yep. out yep. whatever you can find and they don't even necessarily have to have mm. language on them.
0: That I right? All the time I use those as examples, absolutely. Okay. And
1: so having something that can be um, like a, the visual aspect <laughs> yep. of it along with like directional aspect mm-hmm. of things can mm-hmm. really help students understand that it doesn't have to be just verbal. Right. Right, um, And that a lot of times like those exploded diagrams and mm-hmm. things like that sure. can come in handy. And I think having that experience of putting things together or working with something that's mm-hmm. familiar like a Lego set can help right. them understand like, oh, right, this is what an right. instruction looks like.
0: And it's funny that you mentioned both Lego and Ikea because on their <laughs> website, you can get PDFs of all their instructions. Yes, you can. Yep. And so as a new teacher, that's a really good resource. Mm-hmm. Um just to get the other thing is to just put out a little all call to all the teachers in the school mm-hmm. uh, asking them any of you got an Ikea bookshelf instruction kit that you would like to give me um, so it doesn't cost much to run these kinds of programs right. because you can just be resourceful and just recycle and reuse things and so I think it's funny that you mentioned that because those are the two that I use a lot uh, <laughs> so moving on with when a st- One of the things that um, is mentioned in the descriptors for Mm. Criterion C is Mm. showing or demonstrating or presenting changes that you've made Mm -hmm. from the uh, final plan you had to when you've actually made the product. How how would you – what kinds of evidence would your students show that? Would it be in a video form? How how, how would you do that? Uh,
1: (laughs) It's – It's one of those things that would be project dependent. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But what sorts of things would you expect to see from your students?
1: Well, they might use photographs and take pictures of Mm. what was actually created and juxtapose mm. it with the plan to show, like, this was the plan. Sure. This is the final product. Yeah. Um, I would expect them to annotate these. Absolutely. To demonstrate, like, this was the change and, again, that descriptor of why it was changed Mm -hmm. for this particular Mm -hmm. purpose uh, whether that's just lack of materials or um, scheduling or mm. whatever it was, because there's, mm. you know, life happens. Right. Um, video could be a part potentially. Mm. Uh, but I, I think a lot of times because, well, it really depends on what you're making, but if mm. it's a product or if it's something physical or visual, mm. then obviously um, some kind of visual comparison with descriptions mm. and annotations would be it. Mm. Um if it were audio or something like that, uh, yeah. I haven't considered that in depth because I haven't done yep. an yep. audio project. Right. But um, it even could be like in video, it might be storyboards yeah. comparing like these sure. things were deleted. We sure. just decided they didn't work or we moved mm-hmm. them to a different place in the storyline because it right. fit better. Like mm-hmm. um, the justifications don't have to be no. really extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of really good reasonable reasons that sure. are... Pretty easy to explain yeah well
0: maybe in the design what it what you had wasn't gonna work no <laughs> and then after beginning to do it you realize oh that that joint on that corner of that drawer mm-hmm. was never gonna work so I've had to change it to whatever right um, I've recently been using a lot of video feedback um, with my students so uh, like a flipgrid or something mm-hmm. of that nature where they could actually describe what mm-hmm. they changed And they said, you know, originally I thought it would be blue, but then I realized, oh, that's not sensitive to such and such or it doesn't go with this. Mm -hmm. And then you can set the time on that for how long the videos can be and things like that. Which, And then other students can comment as well. So that's one option. Uh, But I think that's right. It all is very heavily dependent upon the kind of project that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And you're right. A lot of the changes are just things like – well, I didn't have those materials. Uh, wasn't able I wasn't able to get this, and so yeah. I think that's important to remember too. So, good answer, man. You're you're killing it, Kim. Oh. Keep it up. Keep it up. <laughs> so, um, what do you do if the product just doesn't function properly or um, doesn't work at all? How would you would the students still be able to reach the highest bands of the criterion?
1: Well, to some extent, um, I want to know why it doesn't function properly. Mm. It could be like if you didn't plan out your time well enough or use your time well enough. Your ATLS aren't developed in that area. Yeah. Then, um, and that's the reason the product failed. Mm. Uh, then you're probably not going to get to those right. seven eight band descriptors. Mm. I think you're pushing us like to get a six on sure. that one at all. Sure. Yeah. Um, if it is a justifiable failure for whatever reason, and that's. Mm. There, there is some discretion i think required mm. in that then potentially i think 5 6 is attainable but mm. i think understanding both the product that you're trying to create um the process by which you're going to do it yeah and um getting that planning in i love this alliteration right getting that planning in mm. to ensure that you can get to the outcomes that you want to get to is pretty mm. critical so if the product fails um then like I, I think in some level, that's something that has to be, well, I don't know. If you have the time, depending mm-hmm. on the length of your product project, mm-hmm. then you can go back through that iteration phase, right? Mm-hmm. And you can mm-hmm. make some more changes to your design, go sure. back to B, revi- revisit it, yeah. explain the changes in D mm-hmm. that you've learned from this first failed mm-hmm. outcome mm-hmm. and reiterate. Right. Um, but if you don't have the time uh, and you do have a project that fails, I think... Again, depending on, like, was it well planned out? Mm. Did you demonstrate a good understanding of the technical skills required to get there? What was the reason that it failed? Yeah. Then that would play somewhat into um, the decisions about where that scored, yeah. I think.
0: I think, too, um, it might actually make Criterion E easier if the product does fail.
1: Criterion D easier?
0: Criterion D. Yeah, Yeah. True. Did I say E? <laughs> it's Criterion D. Uh, easier because – yes the old, because, one. Yeah, the old one. <laughs> <laughs> I had a brain um, – it's block there for a minute but yeah so i mean in in many instances the products that students make don't work i mean and you learn a lot more from failure than you do uh from from things working yeah uh and so and there's different degrees of failure mm-hmm. i mean a podcast <laughs> it only fails if some of the technical things don't work right uh in that instance you, you have some degree of success right. either way right. um but if you're make if you've <laughs> confuse sugar for salt when you're making a cake. Yep, that's a major failure that's... because you're going to eat it and go, yeah, no, this doesn't you work at that. all. This uh, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's inedible. So I th- I really do think it depends completely on the product itself. Yeah. However, that documentation, you know, if you have the evidence of you making it, of mm-hmm. doing all this, mm-hmm. you just made one mistake.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I. F- I f- I hesitate to say that that sinks the whole project. No, I
1: don't think it sinks know? the whole
0: project. And yeah, and so I, I think that we definitely have to take all those factors into consideration. And where I think um, the, this is where the um, controversy, so to speak, comes in because, you know, as a design teacher, ultimately making stuff is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And so it, it says to me, wait a minute then. How, how, how am I justifying? That students are not um, making things properly, but still doing well on a project, and so I think that's Uh. where that's where the I'm just playing, you know, the other side here. That's where a lot of the uh, frustration comes in, especially if you if if a teacher has come from a very different system than mm. the IB system, right? Um, where skills are focused on. If you're coming out of um, uh, the UK based system or out of the US or one of the Australian national curriculum, uh, there are skills that are assessed, uh, and the product, you know, right. ultimately is right. what makes or breaks. the the grade in a sense, and so um, I think it's it's this is where the the <laughs> the discussion comes in.
1: <laughs> I think that that's something that um, it's worth drawing attention then to strand three of this criteria, just yep. for that very reason. Yeah. Because if we look at the three four band, it says they create the solution which partially functions, and is adequately presented. Or at the 1-2 yeah. band, it functions poorly, presented in an incomplete form. So to even to fail the project, it needs to not only not function, yeah. but you didn't even finish the project. Right,
0: right, right, right. So right.
1: In, in the 3-4 band, you've finished it, it might sort of kind of work, and you've yeah. presented it well. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. Even if it fails, it still passes. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah, no,
0: no, I know exactly what you – I'm, I'm with you. And so
1: <laughs> – and I think um, the rationale behind that actually is really important and worth talking about because the whole – one of the whole purposes mm. is to help these kids develop their grit.
0: Right? Oh, absolutely. To be able absolutely. to
1: accept that failure is yep. part of the process
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: and um, creating that resiliency yeah. in them to be able to – Take a failure and say, you know what? It's not the end of the world. That's what
0: I've learned from it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. What did I
1: learn? And that, that is the whole criterion. D that's that you'll all get to D's next all time, about. But, exactly. Exactly. But, but I think that's, um, that's so critical and worth right. not ignoring and paying special attention mm-hmm. to because mm-hmm. honestly, what's the whole point? Mm. of design if it's not to teach kids that absolutely iteration is Mm. is the process by which everything gets better
0: yeah 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 no i i i agree agree. i'm just (laughs) telling you what the (laughs) what the normal argument is there so yeah well kim i really appreciate you um being here what's what kind of what sort of future projects do you think you're going to be doing with students uh moving forward have you got any ideas or you're willing to share
1: that's a great idea that's a great question yeah um off the top of my head because I'm so focused on lang and lit right now. I'm I'm having a hard time thinking about design. Mm, mm, that's okay. But uh, it's there's there's so much opportunity, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Um, like some of the units we did last time that I I really enjoyed doing with like my 8th graders, my my MYP3 class. We did um, logo design mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. upcoming twenty twenty six Olympics that don't have Oh, okay. They have candidate cities but no cities selected, so they got okay. to have some choice on which cities oh, they worked neat. with. Okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Did some examinations of that kind of thing. I I think there's a lot of different things out there that are great, whether that's product mm. or digital mm. food, fashion. Sure,
0: sure, sure. sure. Um yeah.
1: And that's something that I do love about design is the breadth of it yeah, and how it can be incorporated into mm. so many different areas. So, mm. um, sorry, no, no unique <laughs> outlines no unique ideas for yet. you guys, <laughs> but, uh, but have enjoyed doing a lot of different stuff yeah. and hopefully I'll be learning from you guys.
0: Absolutely. What I would love is if people could uh, listen to this and then send me a quick Audio clip of some of the things they they're thinking about doing. I'd be happy to put them into the next episode, mm. um, you know, or just to share uh, what people are thinking of doing. Um, so, you know, thanks again, Kim. Oh, I appreciate you coming. My um, just, just a few things. I, I really want to hear about what you and your students are doing right now because I know that you're doing amazing stuff. So following people on Twitter, um, as well as the Google Plus group, which brings up what we're going to do with the Google Plus group, but that's mm-hmm. another podcast altogether. Uh, but if, um... You have any ideas on what we should do? I know Slack has come up, Twitter's come up, using the actual IB um, discussion forums, things mm-hmm. like that have come up, and so um, <clears throat> we'll see what those alternatives are as as things go on. So, I really do want to hear from you. There are a number of ways to get in touch with me. You can use the Google Plus community as long as it's still open. You can email me at mr.reagan, R E A G I N, at gmail.com, or call me on my Google Voice number, which I promise I will not answer. It goes directly to voicemail, and that's plus one, six seven eight eight seven zero six six seven six. And I can use your clips um, from your voicemail to add to the, um, the podcast. And then I have a Voxer ID as well. All these things are on my. Uh, my website, which is gg.gg g-g slash Jason Reagan, J A S O N R E A G I N. And lots of ways to get in touch with me. Of course, you can follow me at Twitter at D I S K O N the number four N-O, Disco Inferno. Okay, so uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Do send me your questions about Criterion D. I promise we'll do it sooner (laughs) next time. I'm hoping a new episode will be out quite soon. As always, I want to thank the lovely Mariana McMahon for the excellent intro. It never truly gets old. So thank you guys so much. I look forward to hearing from you.